Upperman sweeps York Institute, White County and Warren County split, and Clay County builds confidence heading into the season's home stretch. The Upperman Bees are rolling right now after two wins over district rival York Institute. Adding to the early tough schedule they've played thus far, head coach Wes Shanks believes that this has prepared them for their tough district schedule. Uh, the week before, we came off of uh, the Dean Rennie Classic in Knoxville. We competed with some tough teams, but we had to change our focus to conference and bring some more intensity. And we worked on that throughout the week and practice leading up to this uh, series, and our guys executed. I mean, they did everything we asked, so I couldn't be prouder of them. And it's big anytime you can come away with a 2-0 and in a, uh, a rival conference uh, uh, series like that. So it was great, great for the guys, great for the team. Offensively on Tuesday, it looked like your guys really were seeing Nick Smith really well. He's obviously a very good, very tough left-handed pitcher. Uh, what do you think was the key in your guys being able to score five runs off him, score six runs as a whole? What was the key there, do you think? Uh, patience at the plate. Again, something we worked on heavily, heavily in the uh, couple days leading up to that. We knew he was going to be a, a, a tough guy to face on the mound. A very talented left-hander with a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff that can uh, put you in a defensive at bat, and so we did a great job of seeing pitches, uh, and uh, did well enough to put the ball in play, and had some timely hits, and that's the game of baseball. We kind of small balled them a little bit to score a few runs, and our pitching staff did a great job of getting us in the position to uh, win the ball game with Caden uh, Shanks on the bump and uh, Tit Christian following that game two, and of course Eli Huddleston was uh, dominant in game one. So our pitching staff. Uh, doesn't need to be overlooked uh, with our hitting approach as well. Eli is actually one of the ones I was going to ask you about because he seems like he's really been throwing the ball well of late. I know he's had double-digit strikeouts multiple times. What do you think is working well for him? You think he's just he's just playing with that confidence that he's supposed to be playing with? Is it his command? Uh, how is he pl- pitching as well as he is right now? It started in, in February with him. He's one of those guys that comes in early, uh, stays late. He's always working on arm care, his program, his bullpens. And so the last two months have led up to his last uh, four or five games where he's just been uh, around the plate. He throws a lot of strikes. Uh, he, he doesn't have missed pitches. He doesn't miss to uh, experienced hitters that you uh, don't need to miss to. Uh, so he's, he's done a great job and understands going into the game what his objective is, what his game plan is, and uh, has done a great job of executing. I don't feel like it's possible to overstate how important a pitcher like him is or how important any of your pitchers are because I feel like, and I think you'd agree as a coach, that anytime you've got a group of guys that every time they take the mound, you know you've got a chance to win, I would say that does a lot for a team's confidence, especially from an offensive standpoint. Absolutely, and it gives your hitters a chance to get within themselves and and work throughout the games. Uh, Sometimes you may have a slow start, but having the confidence that you're not going to be down five, six, seven runs after the first couple of innings, because you do have a pitcher that can keep a ball game close, does give your team the confidence, especially at the plate, knowing that we have, hey, four or five innings before we need to make sure that we get those runs. Now, at the coaching staff, we've you know pushed our kids to obviously not wait that long, but seeing one of our pitchers, uh, we've got several uh, between uh, Eli, Caden, uh, even uh, Thomas Enzer has, has done well amongst others, we see them and how they approach the batters, and we take that in on the offensive uh, on the offensive plate for ourselves as well. So it's worked out both ways. You mentioned you guys have played a relatively tough schedule. Mentioned the uh, the De Marini tournament. You guys just played Warren County recently this past week. 
Uh, I have to ask, how, how do you feel that this tough schedule has prepared you for your district and that, you know, obviously there's a lot of teams in this district that are going to battle every single night and are going to force you to play your best every single night. How do you feel like that schedule has prepared this team? It's opened some eyes a little bit uh, because we're, we're seeing some, some very talented pitching consistently. And, you know, beginning at this week with York, we have a stretch here where we've got 16 games in 21 days. And we've kind of uh, led these boys on as saying, hey, you have got to have mental focus as much as physical focus in the next two weeks. And playing the stronger talent helped us gauge where we were uh, at the very beginning of the season with a no scrimmage, uh, no Harley preseason due to COVID restrictions. And so that's where the struggle has been the first couple of weeks. And we're still not where we want to be, but the kids are understanding right now with that strong competition what our goal is, what we need to be achievable. Again, that is Upperman B's baseball head coach, Wes Shanks. Coach, thank you for joining us tonight. The Warren County Lady Pioneers are coming off of a two-game split with the White County Warriorettes, two teams that are battling at the top of the district. And one thing that head coach Jerry Martin says stuck out to him in the second game was simply put, just Warren's success at the plate from game to game. Well, I thought our girls, uh, I think our girls swung the bats better than uh, we did last Friday. Uh, they had a better approach. Um, she's one of the better pitchers we'll face this year. Uh, you know, we, we got 11 hits. You know, we spread them out over seven innings. Didn't score a lot of runs, but, uh, you know, the hits added up. Uh, and we got some clutch two-out hits that help us get over the edge against White County. I feel like when I look from Friday's game to last night, I feel like the game seemed very similar in the sense that your your girls put a lot of really hard hit balls in play on Friday that just didn't find holes that just didn't get through. Um, was this more of a case of just you know your girls still were putting good swings on the ball, the hits were finding holes, and you got a great another great p- uh, pitching performance from Madison? That's exactly what it was. You know, I thought we swung the bats well Friday. They just didn't fall. Um, and, you know, White County got the big hits at our place, and I thought that we got the big hits, you know, at, at White County. Uh, it was very similar. You know, the hits were almost the same for Madison. Uh, she pitched a great game in the circle. Um, we hit some balls hard right at them, and we had a few fall this time. So, uh, you know, the luck was on our side. Uh, it just what meant for us that Friday night at home. For Madison specifically, looking from Friday to last night, do, did you see anything different from her? Do you think she was just kind of? Do you think she had a better idea of how to attack certain hitters, how to go after certain hitters? I thought she pitched really well on Friday and just had some bad luck at certain points. But wh- what do you think was the key to her bouncing back and having a really, really good start like she did last night? Well, she's you know she's been doing that all year for us. Uh, she's had great starts all year. Um, I think you know. The one home run was wind blown at our place, and then uh, you know the errors in the seventh inning cost us three runs. You know that game probably should have been two one. I'm not sure if we'd have scored another run that that night to win the game or not, but it probably should have been two one. I think she went out and competed again uh, last night. She threw strikes. Uh, we did have a little better idea. You know we did do some things a little different than we did the first time, and it worked out for her. Uh, they swung the bats well too. You know they hit a couple back at her line drives, and, you know, she fit her position well. Uh, but, you know, Madison's been that player for us all year, and, you know, we'll continue to ride her as long as we can. 
when you look at these these you know these last couple of weeks of the season and really just the season as a whole, I can't believe there's only a couple of weeks left because it feels like it just started yesterday. Uh, do you feel like you've learned anything about this team that maybe you didn't know going into the season? Do you feel like there's some things this team has excelled at that maybe you didn't know they would excel at at the start of the year? Well, it's been a tough year for us. You know, not getting to play last year has, has hurt us. Um, you know, we kind of know our girls because they've been in the system for a while, but till they get to the varsity level and actually play. It, you know, it's totally different. Um, we knew we were getting with Rayleigh and uh, Madison and uh, Aaliyah Addison. You know, we knew what those girls were going to bring to the table. But, you know, the other girls, the young girls have stepped up and, uh, you know, had some good at-bats for us. And defense have been really well, uh, played really well. You know, uh, we've had a couple of bad innings defensively where I think it's just inexperienced and young girls uh, trying to make plays. But uh, I'm just I'm excited the way they're playing defensively. Uh, you know, Madden's not a strikeout pitcher. You know, uh, she gets her, you know, fair share, but, you know, she's not going to strike out seven or eight every night. So we got to catch the ball to win the game. And, uh, you know, I knew our defense, uh, our outfield defense was going to be a strength. So we got seniors out there. They've played great for us also. I've heard this sentiment echoed a lot from coaches this year this far that, you know, in terms of last year cost a lot of young players a chance to develop, a chance to get some at-bats and maybe more low-pressure situations to develop and to get that experience at the high school level that they, you know, obviously didn't get because of COVID. Uh, and a lot of players are having to do that now by being thrown into the fire and they're playing, you know, high-level le- high games and high-leverage situations. Um is this? Do you think that there's just there's not really a substitute though for just getting at bats in games as opposed to practice? You know, can only take you so far, but in games, that's where players really develop. I agree, hundred percent. I think you got to play under the lights in pressure situations, uh, full speed. You know, it's hard to get full speed in inter squad games and practice. And you know, you also know each other in, in scrimmages and stuff. I think under the lights is the best way to go. And, you know, we had a lot of girls learning on the fly. You know, the first couple of weeks was, you know, kind of tough for us. That was Warren County Lady Pioneers head coach, Jerry Martin. Joining me now is York Institute baseball head coach, Adam Bowden. Coach, team is coming off of a tough two-game set with the Upper Mbs, a very good team. What were some things that stuck out to you in this game, in this series? Yeah, like you said, Upperman's, Upperman's really good. We, we knew coming into the year that um, – Upper moon was going to be tough. So, you know, I, I'd, I'd heard through the grapevine they had some uh, they had some really good young arms, and you know I knew that the the new coach uh, you know has done a good job with them. And we uh, we played we played pretty good baseball last night. We we got to clean a few things up, and you know it, it, it was probably going to go into extra innings if we'd have cleaned up a few mistakes. But uh, like you know they pitched well. Uh, Nick came out. I thought Nick. Looked real good on the mound. Um, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that he's got real good composure when he pitches. He uh, there was a couple things we, we didn't we made a couple mistakes. We made some we made some good plays behind him, um, but he uh, he didn't really he didn't let things get him down. Um, and then Eli came in and, and Eli done well. Um, so you know we, we played pretty good. We, we hit the ball that you know we had bases loaded. In the first inning, and Seth hit a you know a real hard ground ball at the middle, and their second baseman made a diving catch to to stop the the guy from on third from scoring, and that really you know if he hadn't done that, I think we would have scored a couple more runs that game, and that would have helped us you know later in the game. But 
they made some good plays. Now Monday we, we didn't come out ready to play, and uh, and it showed. We we didn't hit the ball like we're capable of, and it really, you know, we never really got anything positive going. So it was just one of those things that, you know, learn from it and we got to move on. Coach, the last time we spoke, you mentioned about how your team needed just a little bit more of consistency in order to get to where they wanted to get. Have you seen an improvement in that, or is there still kind of a ways to go in terms of seeing similar results on a nightly basis? We're, we're still searching for it. We, we've done better. You know, we didn't play any district games last week, and and we came out and you know, we played really good Thursday and played, played really good Friday. And uh, it was... I think we sometimes we we kind of get big eyed a little bit when we do play the Uppermans and the you know like you know like I said last time our our district is tough um, and I, I think we got a little bit big eyed when we play Luke's or uh, I'm sorry Upperman this week and and we've got to do a better job not and, and I told them I said we're too good of a team and we got too much potential to get out there and get. You know, get beat that bad. You know, I understand if you go out and you play your best game, and the other team plays their best game, and you lose. You know, that's one thing. But we kind of came out and laid down Monday at home, and you know, we're, we're a lot better than what we showed. And then we come out and we played played pretty good. I mean, it was it was better, a lot better baseball last night. But we still got to we've got to get over that inexperience because we're you know we're halfway through the year, and we we've just got to. We've got to do a better job of coming out and and taking better at bats. We're we're going up there and we're not we're not offering our best swing every time. We're we're swinging at, at pitches we don't need to be swinging at, we're, and we're trying to press the issue later in the game instead of you know letting things happen. We're trying to make things happen, and a lot of times you do that, mistakes are made. As we've talked before, you've got a lot of young pitchers that are having to kind of gain that experience by being thrown into the fire this year. Guys like Caden Stover and Eli Garrett. What have you thought about their progression so far this year as uh, they've grown on the mound? I, I think they're doing they're doing a good job. And you know, I tell them you either get better every every outing or you get worse. You don't stay the same. You know, it's not going to be it's not stagnant. Um, we're we're doing good. You know, it's it's not easy to go out there and. and and pitch, you know, every time, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to be on some night. Um, but I do think the, because I've thrown, you know, I guess five freshmen this year, um, and a couple sophomores and I, they're doing a good job. We, we've, we've got to do a better job of, of like, you know, go back to that consistency thing, going out and, our mechanics got to be consistent, but um, you know we're, we're going. I knew we'd go through some growing pains early in the year, um, and and, no, and that's okay as long as you take those growing pains and you know learn from it. Again, that is York Institute baseball head coach Adam Bowden. The Upperman Lady Bees currently sit at six and zero in district play right now, though that hasn't changed the fact that their last few weeks have been filled with plenty of challenges on the diamond, according to head coach Dustin Williams. You talking about from a perspective of um, us? We, um, you know, we've had a really challenging few weeks here. A couple tournaments, uh, heavy district schedule, some really good uh, non-district competition, and. Um, 
Cookville and Sparta. Um, we just we're trying to find our identity right now. We've had a few injuries that we're um, trying to work around and giving other players some opportunities. And we're just, like I said, we're trying to climb that mountain right now and try to find out uh, what what gives us the most advantageous um, opportunity to be successful come district tournament time. You mentioned some injuries, and normally, whenever injuries happen, I know that you know you never want your see any good players. You don't want any players to go down with injuries, but that often does open up time for other players to come in and step up. Have you had any players that have stepped up for you lately? Uh, absolutely, um, we um, we lost our starting shortstop, J.C. Sweeney, for uh, the foreseeable future with some um, knee and and leg issues. Um, and hopefully, you know, hopefully be able to get her back towards the end of the season. But um, it's opened the door to kind of shuffle our lineup around a little bit. Uh, we've moved our starting catcher, Bailey Colson, who's a senior for us and been a everyday starting catcher. We've moved her to shortstop in in that hole, um, in that void for uh, JC. And we've brought along a couple of freshmen, Kara Hancock, um, starting catcher for us and Chloe Garrett getting some time, splitting some time at second base. So really uh, proud for their um, opportunity and hopefully they can take it and run with it. One thing we talked about the last time we spoke was obviously how last year kind of stunted the development of a few players because you weren't able to play at all. Um, because of these injuries, do you think this kind of serves as a way for players to get that opportunity to develop a little bit? And, you know, they kind of get thrown into the fire a little bit, but I mean, at the end of the day, there's no better way to develop than to actually play, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, our sophomore class, uh, we've, we've got a good sophomore class. Um, uh, but now we're starting to see uh, players like Morgan Green, Jayla Cobb, Abigail Johnson that are sophomores that are starting for us every day. You know, they lost that freshman year, and they're having to learn on the fly because they've not played any competitive softball since eighth grade. So it's way more um, opportunistic for the freshmen this year to be able to get that in-game experience that those sophomores didn't get last year. So basically, they're coming along at the same rate, even though they're sophomores. They've played in just as many games as some of the freshmen have at this point, high school speaking. So it's 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 huge, and we're starting to see them get more comfortable, but we've had some growing things along the way uh, as well. So hopefully they can hit their stride as we get in through this mid-April stretch into the first week of May. You know, Coach, I was talking to somebody. It's kind of wild to think that we're already, you know, in almost in the home stretch of the season because it feels like it just started yesterday. Uh, looking at your schedule, you you guys have played some tough competition. You played White County earlier this week. You've played Cookville uh, earlier in the year. Uh, for those who maybe don't understand, what what is this team? What do, what do you benefit from playing teams that are not in your classification and that are a class above you um, in terms of just preparing yourself for how tough this district is? Well, I've learned over the past years it don't make a hell of beans if you can win 20, 25 games in a regular season if you're beating up on teams you should be beating. That doesn't that doesn't provide you an opportunity when it comes district tournament time. We want to go play tournaments where we're going to see very uh, top-level pitching, um, teams that put it in play one to nine that don't strike out, that are going to challenge our defense, um, teams that are going to make routine plays uh, against us, so that way we can really know where we're at. If you're going out beating teams, you know that you should be beating, you know, ten plus runs just to fill up a, a win column. You know you, that that always comes back to get you in May. I, I feel like, and this is just my perspective and our staff's perspective, 
if we're playing teams like Sparta, playing teams like Cookville that are that, that um, year in and year out are, are highly competitive and successful, and you know going to these tournaments where we're going to see that top level, we feel like of pitching, fielding, hitting, it's only going to make us better in the long run. Um, as long as you're being able to go and compete at those levels, if you're not competing at those levels, it probably doesn't do you any good to be there. So, um, you know, we got to find that balance of where you, knowing your role and where you fit. That was Lady B's head coach, Dustin Williams. The Warren County Pioneers lost a heartbreaker in the last inning on Monday to Cookville, but bounced back with a 6 nothing win over the Cavaliers on Tuesday, something that head coach Philip King says is a sign of his club's resiliency when it matters most. Well, I thought we didn't really come out and play. I, I thought we didn't do a great job at the plate on Monday. You know, their they're little guy kept us at bay and, you know, when you get down early with the hit by pitch, and then they bunt the guy over, and then of course the the Davis kids hit, hits the bomb, and you know you just feel like you're chasing the whole game. And I don't think we put together very many good swings early in the game. But our, you know, despite the fact that we mixed a few walks in there, Omar Harris was able to keep them, you know, keep us in the game for the most part, you know. And then of course I brought in Brady Melton, and he did a fantastic job over four innings, really with that dink and dunk kind of concept, you know, of, of slow and a little bit slower. He's he's the kind of kid that you can bring in and really get some pop-ups and some grounders because the timing issue with just the way he throws. But, you know, the good thing about Monday, you know, we we, we fought. We, we we had a few missed opportunities. We had a moment where we, we felt like we could have scored a run on a pop fly, and that didn't happen for us. And, you know, but our kids didn't quit. So, you know, obviously we, we tied or we – we scratched one in the six. We tie, you know, it was a big moment too because they brought Davidson and he's pumping it and we're able to get a guy on and, you know, they try to pick him, get him around a third and our, our two whole guy drives him in. And, you know, so you feel the momentum shift a little bit. And, uh, you know, our guys have got a little bit of life. And, and, you know, of course, in the seventh, you know, we get the leadoff guy and the two hole guy out. And I just, I told my guys, I was like, we're not letting Davis beat us. And I know it may seem unconventional putting the, putting the winning run on, but, I'm not going to let that kid beat me right there when he has all night with a two-run bomb and a, already two doubles. So, you know, t- t- tip your cap to the kid that uh, hit the home run because, you know, we, we actually kind of saw him off on the first pitch, and, you know, fouls went off over towards football field, but he made a good adjustment on the curveball. And, you know, you, you got to tip your cap. I mean, walk off home run at home, big district rival. I mean, that's a big moment for those guys. And, you know, so we just had to regroup. And I, I told our our sports reporters last night, I said, you know, I felt pretty confident going into the game just because I know my kids and they've got a lot of pride about themselves. And that, and that one hurt. That stung a little bit. And, uh, you know, of course, we turned around last night and we get a great, great pitcher performance out of Lane Roberts. You know, Lane's been a guy who up to the point in time where we started with Ray, Last week he he pitched well for us and he just didn't have a great outing at home after after we'd gone to beat Ray County there you know it was the same kind of thing that we saw out of Omari on on Monday here you know it's like we had a walk we had an error behind him and we're chasing the whole game but last night it was a different story altogether I and mean, he came out and he absolutely just dominated and it didn't it didn't hurt that what we were able to do is something different we've ch- we've we've chased in every district game up to this point in time you know we came back and beat Ray after we were down but. Last night we set the tone. Weston Wilson started the game off with a double. You know, we were able to drive him in, get a couple more guys on. And, you know, when, when the first one was over with, it was three to nothing. And we were feeling pretty good. And we just – we tacked on three more over the next two innings. And, you know, we just – as the game went, we just got more and more confidence. We're playing great defense behind the lane. I think we turned 
it was either three or four double plays. I mean, it was just the the things that have been going against us, we got the breaks last night. And so, you know, Butch is a great coach, and he's been a friend of mine for forever. And they got a great program, and you know, to to be able to turn around and get a split with those guys after the night before, that was that was huge for us. So we're, you know, we're pretty confident about where we're at. But you know, you still got to go to work. They're kids. You know, you can't rest on your laurels of, hey, we play good one game. You know, so we got to keep going back to work because we got Stone next week, and they're playing really well. And you know, this district's wide open right now. It seems like one of this team's best attributes is the fact that your guys are as resilient as they are. And even in the game on Monday, I mean, that's a game that could very easily go the wrong way if Amari doesn't pitch well or if he gets down after the home run early. Um, Your guys battle back. They end up tying the game. Do you think resiliency, how important is that, especially for teams that want to go far in the postseason? How important is it to be resilient in a sport like this? I think it's one of the most important attributes that you got to have because and I've said this for years, but with, with it being a short time with these kids, I hadn't had a chance to say it too often, but what you've got to do, when you, and I know it's a, it's a boxing reference, but when somebody punches you in the mouth, you've got to get yourself off the mat and punch them right back. You know, and you, don't, you, can't, you can't let adversity hit you and go over there hide in a corner. You've got, to, you've got to turn around and say, okay, well, that's, that happened. We're going to overcome it. We're going to make the next play. We're going to have the next at bat. I've got to throw the next pitch. Again, that was Warren County head coach Philip King. Coach, thank you for joining us tonight. The White County Warriorettes are coming off of a tough split with the Warren County Lady Pioneers, and while losing is never the goal for head coach Jerry Roberts, he says that one thing he's been able to applaud as of late is his team's effort and focus. You know, I mean, just kind of just even going back for a couple weeks now, you know, I mean, we're really starting to progress as a team, uh, really focused as a team, um, being uh, disciplined at the plate. Um, you know, um, against the Upperman team, uh, Upperman game, you know, our hits was falling. Uh, our hits was kind of going our way. Um, and then against Warren County, and they, they wasn't. You know, uh, we, I talked to my team after the game uh, last night against the Warren County game. Um, you know, and just talked about how easily uh, we lost 4 nothing, but that could have easily been 4 nothing in our favor, you know. Um, you know, we were real disciplined to the plate, only had three strikeouts. So, you know, we were putting the ball in play, hitting it hard, and those hits just wasn't falling. So, you know, even even though we took a, a tough loss to a, to a very good Warren County team, um, you know, I was pleased by our performance. Uh, defensively, we were good. Uh, pitching was good. And, again, our, our hitting was, is, is, was there, um, just not – uh, finding finding the finding the hose when we needed them. So, you know, we talked about it on Friday, and I know that you've you've preached that discipline at the plate. Do you do you think that sometimes young players maybe get into the hole or into the mindset of you know everybody talks about home runs, everybody talks about extra base hits, driving in runs, but sometimes you do seriously just need a bunt or a hit to the right side to move a runner over. Uh, do kids kind of get trapped in that mindset of of trying to do a little too much at the plate sometimes? Absolutely, they do, and that's what that's that's another thing we talk about is quality at bats. You know, it, it's not. We know that you're not going to get up there and go ten for ten during a week, or five for five during a game, or you know, we're looking for more more of those quality at bats. You know, can you lay down a bump for us? Can you sacrifice when you need to? You know, can you you know walk? 
you know, take a walk at a good critical time, you know, and just be more looking at um, quality at bats is, is what we really kind of stress to our girls to, you know, you're not going to go up there and go five for five. I don't care who you are. Um, and more of the quality at bats and, and making, making the defense earn um, every out that they get. How important, Coach, in a sport like softball is short-term memory? Because I think that a lot of a lot of teams would would you know have a loss like last night and would get frustrated. You know, sometimes it's just not your night. Sometimes the other pitcher just has it going, and you know it just isn't your game. How important is a short-term memory to where you're so able to say, "Okay, we split with this team. We're good. Let's move on, and let's let's just win the next one." Right, and that's what we talked about. You know. Willing that we would have won that game, you know, we would have been completely in the driver's seat, you know, on on our district. But now we, uh, what I told them last night, now we got to buckle up, we got buckle our chest straps, and, uh, and and go to battle because we we still have three district games against three good teams that we can't lay down. Of course, and one of them's Cookville. So I, I don't care what Cookville's record is, I don't care what our record is. That that game's always going to be coming down to the wire so you know we have to be prepared we have to let last night go and uh you know the next two weeks we gotta we gotta really prepare for our next three district games so we can get a you know we can be you know still tied for first in our district so it's very important very important short term just short term memory loss just forget it (laughs) Forget about it, and let's, let's move on. <laughs> so tell me then, Coach, because you mentioned Cookville, and when we spoke again on Friday, it was, you know, you told me that you couldn't remember the last time that this team, that this program had beaten Cookville and Warren County in the same year. You guys have already beaten Cookville. The confidence is there, I'm sure, for your girls. Uh, is that something you're emphasizing, like, hey, we've done this once before, we kind of know what we need to do again? Is that something you're emphasizing here? Absolutely. I mean, again, last night we talked about staying focused. You know, we can't let our guard down any you know, any moving forward, you know, our three our three district games left, and we can't let our guards down. Once again, that was White County Warriorettes head coach Jerry Roberts. Coach, thank you for joining us tonight. The Clay County Lady Bulldogs are coming off of a dominant 18-3 win over Red Boiling Springs on Monday, a win that Coach Crystal Kingery says is building confidence for this team despite the slow start to the season. Um, within the first two weeks, we didn't start out too great. Um, it's hard when you don't have your whole team to kind of see how your chemistry is. But in those two weeks, I already knew it, but I think they kind of proved to everybody else that uh, they're a scrappy little team. They're very talented, and they want to get better. So that's what makes them different to me. You know, a lot of people talk about chemistry in sports, and I'm just curious as someone who, you know, I watch a little bit of every sport, so I would like to think I have an idea of how it works in every sport, but uh, what, what, where is chemistry important in softball? Where does that make a difference as far as a team that has good chemistry versus a team that does not? Oh, good chemistry is 100% pretty much. Well, I don't know if you know about softball. Well, softball and baseball are a lot alike. I've always said it's 90% mental. And if you have people that have your back and you rely on them, you let down like you let down that guard of always worried about messing up because that's the mental side of this. So when you have somebody that you're comfortable with and that chemistry is good and you know they've got your back, then you can just focus on doing the job. So that's where the chemistry is huge, 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 huge when you can rely on your teammates to get it done. 
I know you've been recently trying to get players back in from baseball to, or from uh, basketball and trying to get them into the swing of things. Uh, what do you think has been the challenge so far for them in terms of just kind of getting back into the flow of softball, whereas they just got done playing basketball? Yeah, our girls made it to the Final Four, which was huge for them. Um, and we were happy they made it, but it was tough because they hadn't seen any dirt. Like, they're not allowed to practice, not allowed to even come and watch plays or anything. So um, these last three or four weeks, actually probably about three and a half weeks, have been their first practice, really, if you think about it. Everybody else has already been in the swing of things. So they're like now just getting into a month's worth of practice in actual games. So having them back and having that chemistry like we talked about is huge because they're just now finding their groove that normal people found a month ago. So then that begs the question, how good do you think this team could be once they do kind of get back in the swing of things? Because I know a lot of people may look at like baseball or softball and say, oh, you just show up, you see ball, you hit the ball. But I know that it's a lot tougher than that, obviously. How far? Do you, how good do you think this team could be, though, when they do get back into the swing of things? Um, I've coached 22 years, and this is by far one of the most talented teams, if I can get them all firing on all cylinders at the same time. So how far I think they could go? I think everybody in our district knows not to overlook us now, but um, I think they could absolutely win this thing. If they keep their head down and they focus on the job, there's no doubt in my mind that they could win this district. And that's a big ticket because we play Gordonsville and Trousdale and Monterey and Red Bull and all these teams are very, very good. But like I said, I've been in it a long time, and you know when kids have it and you know when they don't. And these kids want to learn, and they want this. So I, I absolutely hope by the time this is over that they can win this. So looking at your game against Red Boiling this past uh, Monday, obviously when you put up 18 runs, I mean, that's a that's a pretty good offensive showing. So what do you think went right for the girls at the plate? What do you think that were, was just good swings on the ball? Were they seeing the ball well? What do you think was the key there? It was mostly confident. Like I told you, it's 90% mental. <laughs> So uh, when they get in their head that they're going to hit, they hit. Once again, that was Clay County Lady Bulldogs coach Crystal Kingery. Coach, thank you for being with us tonight. Pickett County Bobcats are finally rounding into form after getting some of their best players back from the basketball season. Along with Dylan Anderson's development at catcher, head coach Jamie Craven says there's plenty to be positive about in Birdstown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've the last couple of weeks, I feel like we're kind of you know, getting into her stride, hitting her stride. Uh, and a few of these guys that I'm coaching, I've not had the privilege to coach before. Uh, we had some transfers come in from, uh, from other schools that played basketball. So we really didn't have time to, to practice for those guys until, uh, pretty much until basketball was over, which was uh, two weeks into our season. So, uh, yeah, I've been pleasantly surprised with some of these guys and, and, you know, we're, where we're going right now with the program, it seems like uh, we're starting to play a little bit of baseball, playing good baseball now, and uh, I couldn't be happier. Do you think that the guys you've gotten back from ba- basketball, do you think they're starting to kind of hit their groove a little bit? They're kind of getting back in the flow of things? Because I know obviously going from basketball to baseball, they're two completely different sports, and there's not really very many similarities there. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. I, I could really tell when I, when I first got those guys uh, – and you know, doing just a batting practice, and you know, no noticing that if the ball's down the middle, you know, they were able to hit the ball. They were struggling hitting the balls on the corners, and uh, you know, any kind of change of speed, the timing would be off. But uh, they're really, uh, you know, I, I've got those four guys that 
that we have in a starting lineup from the basketball team, uh, they're probably their combined average right now is is close to 400, and uh, and I'm I'm really pleased with those guys. It, it might be in the upper 300s, uh, 375 probably, but uh, couldn't ask for a whole lot more, you know, out of those guys. One guy that's really stuck out when I've seen him in person has been Dylan Anderson. I feel like he does a lot of things really well. I don't know if there's one thing that he's amazing at, but one thing you need is you need players that can do a little bit of everything, and I feel like he's that guy. He runs well. He hits well. He's a good fielding catcher. Uh, what, what do you think is his biggest strength? Uh, speed. He, uh, Dylan, he, he's just he's extremely fast, and he's competitive. He's a competitor. He, he wants to succeed. Uh, you know, he... he losing his he was a freshman last year so he pretty much lost his whole freshman season and at Pickett there's not you know there's not much of a feeder program we do have a middle school team this year uh you know and and those guys are doing the best they can but we don't have a Babe Ruth league or anything so you know Dylan had played a little bit of travel ball and but he he played shortstop and pitched and he wasn't really a catcher in travel ball and he just he came to me one day and said coach I want to catch and so it's really learning the, the fundamentals of catching. I mean, it's a tough job, but he's a tough kid, and he's he's taking it head on. And where he is now versus where he was uh, his first game behind the plate is is you know he a night and day difference. And but he's gonna he's gonna succeed because he just he demands it of himself. And uh, but yeah, his speed. I mean, he when he gets on base, uh, he he really. He really uh, makes it hard on the, uh, the opposing catcher and pitcher for the other team. That was actually going to be my next question for you was for a kid to just pick pick up a position. I mean, you could pick up first base, you could pick up the outfield, and there'd be challenges, but you could get it, you could get it done relatively quickly. I don't know that there's a harder position on the diamond to just pick up and play than catcher, and the fact that he's playing as well as he is, that's got to say a lot about his work ethic. No, most definitely, yeah, it, you know, at our, his first game back with Monterey. Monterey's got a really good program, and, you know, they've got experienced base runners. Again, that is Pickett County Bobcats head coach Jamie Cravens.